my content was every day. My content is me talking to you. My content is me walking in the room, opening the door, showing that it's my establishment. My content is me getting in the car, showing my barber bag, getting in the car. That's content. You know what I'm saying? I used to show videos of me walking to the, my car, holding a, a barber briefcase. Like, hey, I'm heading to work. That's content. Some people gonna look at that as like, oh, he's showing too much. No, that is gonna keep people in tune to your life. Your life is a reality show. So with me, I I, I, I give people my story. You know my story. You know I was homeless. You know I ain't had nothing. You know I grabbed from the bottom to come up. You know I got a kid. You know I got a fiance. I showed that on my social media. I don't have nothing. Welcome to the Friends in Beauty podcast, a safe space for ambitious beauty industry creatives to have real talk, get real answers, and practical tools to grow their businesses. My name is Aquia Robinson, and I'm a makeup artist, beauty educator, and the creator of Friends in Beauty. I created Friends in Beauty to support like-minded creatives, just like you, on their quest to connect, network, and build genuine relationships within the beauty community. Join me every week as me and my special guests reveal the keys to success and longevity in the beauty industry, and most importantly, have fun while doing it. You ready? Hey, what's up? It's your best friend in beauty, Aquia Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of the Friends in Beauty podcast. I am so happy to have you here with me, and I hope you're listening to this episode in high spirits and in good health. If you are a friend in beauty, I welcome you to join the Friends in Beauty Facebook community. If you're looking for a community of like-minded, ambitious, friends in beauty to virtually connect with, network, and share resources, then click the link down below in the show description to join the Friends in Beauty Facebook community, and I'll be there to welcome you with open arms. Also, follow Friends in Beauty on all social media platforms at friends in beauty what i like to do is something called the friends in beauty friday feature where every friday i spotlight a different friend in beauty and their accomplishments no matter how big or small you think it is i want to shout you out i want to send you some good vibes so all you have to do is use the hashtag fib friday feature and tag friends in beauty on something that you have accomplished something you're excited about and i'll share it with the community Additionally, the Friends of Beauty podcast is available on several platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google, YouTube, you name it, we are there. And whatever platform you are tuning in from, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning into the Friends of Beauty podcast. I truly appreciate your time and your energy towards me. And I would love it even further if you took the time to leave a five-star rating, a review, comment, share, subscribe something to let me know what you think about the friends of beauty podcast also join the friends of beauty mailing list tribe they are the first to know about all things friends and beauty i send out different resources throughout the week that are very helpful inspirational motivational for your business so if that is something that you're interested in as well the link for that would be in the show description and last but not least the most important thing is to share 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 the friends of beauty podcast with your other friends in beauty your family your friends Anybody that you think could benefit from the information that is being shared, share, share, share a way to help me grow the Friends and Beauty community. Now, today on the Friends and Beauty podcast, I welcome Mel the Barber to the Friends and Beauty guest chair, the first barber to bless the Friends and Beauty podcast with their presence. Mel is a barber based in the DMV area who just so happens to cut people's hair that has a lot of money aka celebrities with eight years in the game an insane list of over 200 celebrity clients a booming business 
It's clear how Mel has solidified his spot as one of the best in the game. Born and raised in South Carolina, working unfulfilling jobs and experiencing homelessness, Mel ultimately followed his mother's advice and enrolled in barber school, and the rest has literally been history in the making. In this interview, Mel shares all about his recent billboard in Times Square and how he's been gearing up to host the largest international hair expo, how he cut his first celebrity client while he was still in barber school, and that caused a ripple effect of other celebrity clientele, how he messed up an NBA player's haircut so bad that the player blocked him on Instagram, how the power of building relationships has led to his success, how to use your social media content to paint a relatable story, and so much more. I really enjoyed this conversation with Mel. It was just so eye-opening. I met him a couple of weeks ago when I did makeup for his fiance's brand shoot, and he has just such a contagious energy and presence about him, and I knew that I had to get him on the Friends of Beauty podcast for sure. His story is so inspirational. He keeps it real, and he offers great advice to upcoming barbers that all of us Friends of Beauty can relate to. This is an episode that you'll definitely want to listen to more than once and take some notes. If you're listening to this episode, go ahead and tune in on YouTube if you prefer to watch it, and let's go ahead and jump into this amazing interview with Mel the Barber. Enjoy. Welcome to the Friends and Beauty Podcast, Mel. Let's go. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. You are the first barber to bless the Friends and Beauty Podcast with your presence. Okay, okay. Yes, so I'm really excited to get to know more about you, learn more about your business and everything like that. But before we jump in, I got to ask you some icebreakers just to get us warmed up and everything. And okay. so, like, the Friends of Beauty community can get to know you a little bit outside of, like, being a barber. Okay. All right. So, the first one is just give us three random facts about you. Three random facts about Mel the Barber. Random facts. Random facts. Uh, My favorite food is French fries. I, I love me some French fries. Like, man, I can eat French fries every day, all day. Okay. My favorite French fries from Bojangles, so... Um, I always tell people, you know, it's a little thing that counts with me, right? I'm I'm not big on material things, uh, but if you do little things for me, like mm-hmm. give me French fries and bring it to the shop, man, I'm your best friend for life. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, two, um, listen, I'm from a very small town in South Carolina. Uh, it's called Hartsville, uh, population like seven thousand. So wow. Uh, it's probably big the most high school games out here. Like you feel my whole town and probably high school game in in this area. But yeah, that's something that people don't know about me. And uh lastly, my name is Jamel. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody knows my real name. People call me Melvin, Marvin, uh Malcolm. They they be making up random names, but uh if you really know me, then you'll know my real name. So I guess after they see this, then they gonna probably think they know me. Uh oh, okay. <laughs> So I have like these random things called pod decks. Okay. And one is like a would you rather and the other one is a what the heck. Which one okay. would you like me to pull a card from? Um, let's see. Uh, what would you rather or what the heck? I'm I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm an interesting person so I like what the heck. What the heck? And these things I always tell people these cards be so weird. Like I don't know who came up with these questions but I'm going to shuffle it see what we get. Sometimes if it's too weird, I just won't read it. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? 
Oh man, an elephant. Sheesh. <laughs> Chickens? Because an elephant can stop on a chicken. Man, it'd take a couple thousand, bro. Like, you're going to need a couple thousand chickens to even to get close to killing a freaking elephant. Right. So answer? random. Like, I don't know who thought about that. <laughs> Is there an answer on there? No, it's just whatever you think. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I don't know about what the heck. Shoot. I'm that is like a really what the heck kind of question. Yeah, that's a what the heck. I should have did the other one. Shoot. Would you rather? The other question I have for you is versus the locks versus dipset. Like, who you got and why? So, um, growing up, I think I was more of a dipset type of guy um, because I'm from South Carolina and, uh, you know, the locks came off as like kind of aggressive and hood. <laughs> But even the Dipset had that type of vibe. They had a swag with them. They had like the way that they carried themselves, like Joel Santana. He used to rock the bandanas, mm-hmm. like, fixing them up nicely to wear them, like with a little thing sticking up. Uh, he used to have bandanas where it just sat on your head like a crown. Yeah. I used to be a fan of that. Like, and then, you know, uh, Cameron, he was real colorful. Um, right. So, like, they colorways was like different, and that used to attract me to him. So, I think I listened to. Dipset more, so I'm gonna take Dipset, even though I like Jada Kiss, but that's the only person I really listen to out the locks. I can't tell you I listen to anybody else. So right, right. Dipset all day. Woo woo. All right. <laughs> what do people always tell you that you're good at aside from being a barber? Man, people tell me that I'm 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 good at um uh, I'm I'm good in sales. Uh, I'm good with definitely uh finessing my way into a lot of things a lot of problems a lot of success and things like that so uh, i'm good at that um uh, i'm good at hosting um um, events and and little parties and things like that so that's like one of my little hidden talents that i have okay i don't know about um and also i'm I'm good at um playing instruments i play the drums nice Um, so a lot of people don't really know that about me um and from that, I mean, other than that, man, I'm good at NBA 2K because it's a late video game. <laughs> that's that's dope. That's all dope stuff. Um, what's your favorite place that you traveled to um, so far? Favorite place I have traveled to so far? Oh, man. It, it might be, uh, so far, it might be Mexico, man. Uh, I went to Mexico not too long ago, uh, a little place outside of um, Cancun. Uh-huh. Uh, that that was an amazing experience. Uh, other than that, man, like just in the states, I, I'm a big fan of New York, and I'm a huge fan of um, LA. I love LA vibes. I think the people out there are like just amazing. Um, New York City, uh, for me being from down south, man, it's just like I'm always on my billboard, not billboard, but I'm a like skyscraper type of guy. Mm-hmm. So I really, you know, first time I went to New York, I cried. Oh, like that's a true story. Like I went to New York and I cried because I saw the buildings, the skyscraping, the lights. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a dreamer in real life. So with me having that dreamer um attitude, it just made me feel like I can be anything. So yeah, man. Oh, I love that so much. I love that. Oh my gosh. And I went to Mexico in um, I think in March. And yeah. I had no idea Mexico was that nice. Like I was expecting like the cartel and like nah, drug too, trafficking. Yeah, me too. Like, I heard it was, like, killing. The government was, like, really going to war with the people. And I was a little nervous to be over there, but I know, like, you know, they got a lot of money in Cancun. They're not trying to mess up the resort side of their, their money. So mm-hmm. I feel a little safe in that part over there. But uh, that water, man, I'm, I'm real big on that bluish green water. 
Yeah. So, you know, hopefully I can get the Greece or the, uh, what is it called, Mald- Maldives? Yeah, that'd be yeah, dope too. One day. One day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the last icebreaker question I have for you. So if you weren't a barber right now, like what else could you see yourself doing? Man, I would definitely uh, be in sales for sure. Uh, I sold timeshare uh, before I was a barber. I feel like timeshare set me up for being a barber because it teaches you how to sell yourself to someone. So I always see myself working in a Fortune 500 company um, in a in a boardroom, giving um, PowerPoint presentations, writing things mm-hmm. down on a chart, build I mean, on the, on the, on the board or things like that. And yeah, man, like I, I really would see myself with a low haircut, waves, and uh, being there pitching the idea or like, hey, you need to get this, you need to get that. Mm-hmm. Like, buy my product right now like yeah i see me doing something like that did you um get hit with the timeshare presentations when you went to mexico um no i didn't get hit with the timeshare presentations because i already know about the timeshare presentations because i actually used to be one of those sharp people Ooh, they were was, intense like, <laughs> very intense man we used to you know get to know you for the first hour and everything you tell us we used to use it against you at the end of the day and mm-hmm. uh, yeah man i I know about it. So I, I didn't go to Timeshare route. I went the kind of like the the um the the route of the villas and things like that. So got you. Yeah, I needed it was COVID, so I had to be all private pool, my my room, everything. I ain't trying to be with nobody else. Right, right. I love that. Thanks so much. For, like I just learned like so much about you, like in that little bit of time. So thank you. I saw so the icebreakers. Yes. Okay, icebreakers. <laughs> so I would love to know, like, okay, so when you introduce yourself, when you meet people and they ask, like, what you do, like, how do you introduce yourself to people? Um, I'm, I I get upset with my family members and friends who introduce me as, like, yo, this is my boy. He is Slurry Barbie, the best barber in D.C. vibes. And so I'm like, bro, no, man. Like, I don't want people to to to, to know me as that type of guy like I'm real big on like you know getting to know me like liking me for who I am mm-hmm. like male, like and I you know people ask what I do I say I'm just a barber bro like I just cut hair that's all mm-hmm. I'm a barber and um that's it and I, I just leave it alone like that now if you find my social media in the mix of me telling you I'm a barber and you go look you might hype me up but I won't hype myself up to you I'm just gonna tell you I'm just a barber mm-hmm. I don't like to mess up on people's heads and that's it <laughs> I happen to cut people with a lot of money and have some blue checks you know on their name on instagram yeah that's pretty much it man like i'm just that regular barber so that's how i introduce myself to people because i really i hate that celebrity title on my name Mm -hmm. um it just it it brings so much attention and uh it leaves no room for 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 errors or failures and you know and i'm human so we all gonna have little errors in our in our life so i got you i I definitely understand that you definitely got people riding for you because when I met your fiance okay. a couple of weeks ago, I was just telling her like about the podcast and everything. She's like, you definitely have to have my fiance on the show. Like he's super hey. dope. Like she, yeah, she hyped you up. So that's why when I met you, I was like, uh, yeah, I need to get you on the podcast. Cause she just spoke so highly of you. So oh, man, that's the ride or die right there, bro. She, she stuck by my side for a very long time through a lot of ups and downs and, uh, shoot man even even you know we'll get into it later but yeah man she, <laughs> she she's dope man she's doing an amazing thing uh with her brand and, and things like that so excited yeah. for that as well we're excited for her she, she's dope too so yesterday i saw that you have a big billboard mr right. i don't want the you know 
the attention and everything. You got a big billboard in Times Square with your face like plastered center stage on it. So first of all, congratulations on that. That's like freaking awesome. Man, that's kind of huge, man. Yes. And then like second, I want to know, like, how do you feel about having a billboard in Times Square? And then like, tell us a little bit about like that event that you're doing. Well, um, how do I feel to have a billboard in Times Square? It's still kind of shocking. And literally you you're talking to me literally once I got home, like I literally just woke up, came in and did this interview. So I'm still riding that high right now. Um, it, it's a feeling like, um, I've been cutting hair for about eight years now. So it's a feeling like, it's like I made it feeling, mm-hmm. you know? I don't want to really believe I made it because you don't know what made it is because yeah. most people value made it in financials. Um, so, you know, if I made a million dollars, you like, I made it. So, but I know success is, 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 is so many different stages and levels. You know, you're successful if you doing something positive towards your goals and dreams each and every day, that's success in some people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Some, some people, you know, view success as being financially stable, that's success. So, and, and, and as they made it. So, you know, like I just said earlier that, you know, when the first time I went to New York, I cry because I've never seen like the lights, the big city and all that stuff like that. So to be back at a city that I cried at the first time, to be back there and have a billboard there, knowing that I came from a town that literally you don't really make it out of, people haven't seen the big city yet. And knowing that maybe 10 years ago, I was literally sleeping on benches and like I was homeless and didn't have a place to, you know, um, lay my head or you know, I had to, you know, find different females to say, hey, let me stay with you tonight or, you know, let me get I cook and clean or something, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's being in back of the churches, you know, asking churches for money to help me pay my rent mm-hmm. and like that. And they still don't give you money. And, you know, churches, you know, they, they say one thing, but when it actually you need that help, help, you know, they really I don't know if they dare. I mean, that that doesn't take away that, you know, your faith or nothing. Like I still believe in God, because if it wasn't for him then I wouldn't have got out of that situation. So um, it gives you a feeling like you made it. And uh, I don't think it's sucking just yet. I thought I was going to ball cry when I saw that thing yesterday. And I did, but I didn't. But I really think once I sit down by myself and like rethink about process it, process it, go go over your life and uh, just think about everything that uh, you went through in life. uh, I'm probably going to tear up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I had my family there. That was a major. And uh, I had my son and that was pretty big because got my, my son got a chance to see me on a, like a big screen with a lot of lights and stuff. And he was like, yeah. that, that. he was like, <laughs> like that. you know what I'm saying? And that, that right there, you know, that you have to cherish those moments. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and big up to uh, my man Guy um, out in LA and uh, my man um, JD. Um, he, he runs the, um, social media site called Barberzine TV. Okay. And uh, those guys, man, they 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 bless me and they hooked me up. They always have looked out for me. And um guy, um, he's throwing a culture festival in uh Ocho Rios, Jamaica this year for New Year's. Okay. Um, so it's a, it's about uh bringing the culture, bringing the black community together, all all together, like all all the cultures of the black community, Jamaican, Africans, whoever, like, you know, just bringing everybody into one all together in one place uh, with Caribbean vibes, um, what it is, I mean, Afro beats, hip hop, R&B, 
Uh, you got comedy, you got hair, you know, as you saw, I'm hosting one of the largest international hair expos. Like that is amazing that I'm hosting. I'm just a freaking barber from South Carolina that works in DC. Like that's amazing. And, you know, we got DC on fly hosting the comedy show out there headlining it. Um, we have, um, what's the guy that sings the song that is so popping right now? Oh my gosh. Um, what is his name? Um, I can sing the song in my head. I don't want to sing on your podcast. What's the song? Let's sing it. <laughs> uh, you don't need no other body. Oh, Wiz, is that Wiz Kid? That's his name. Wiz Kid. He's going to be there? He's going to be there as well. Um, man, the list goes on and on. It's so many artists that's going to be there. It's going to be a phenomenal event. Uh, as you can see, their promo is pretty heavy. Um, when you have money to put people in, in Times Square, promos every so you know the culture festival is going to be amazing so mm -hmm. i'll tell any and everybody that's going to listen to this podcast today get your tickets now because we're going we're going up man we're going up um i also have billboards in um, jfk airport lax georgia state and here in dc uh i'm probably going up this upcoming week so yeah, that man. is super dope. So this whole conference is like just totally my vibe. First of all, my family's from Jamaica. So that's one. Yes, yes. Two, the Afrobeats and all of that. The industry, that sounds like it's going to be really good. Oh, man. Yeah. Afrobeats, um, Caribbean vibes. We got uh, hip hop and RB is going to be out there too. A couple artists. And yeah, man. I, I think I heard we might be getting Ty Dollar Sign. So yeah, that's <laughs> even more amazing, man. Ty, that's, that's like my bro, man. And we, and we, we twins. We got the same birthday. Okay, okay. When's your birthday? Um, April the 13th. Shout out to the Aries, man. That's my um brother-in-law's birthday. Mm. Cool. Good people. Good peoples. So I know you spoke on it a little bit, and it's no it's not like a secret that people don't just land on billboards like just by chance. So I would love to learn more about like what were you doing before you became a barber? I know you mentioned the timeshare stuff, and then like what were those circumstances that led you to pursuing becoming a barber? Oh man, um, circumstances. Let's see. What was I doing before I was a barber? I mean, obviously, uh I, I just I, I sold everything from cell phones to tennis shoes to sneaker stores to anything in sales I I've sold. I was to the point where I could sell a pen by to you if you gave me a pen. Like I could tell you everything the pen said and make you believe that this pen is even better you to use now than before you just used it. Mm -hmm. So I was real talented in that, but um I don't know, man. It's it just the barber stuff came out of left field. Um, I used to shape my uh, shape my hairline up with an eyeliner pencil, and then one day my mom was just like, "Man, you should go to barber school and and um, you know learn how to really cut." So if you learn how to really cut, and God kind of prophesied to me that you should be cutting people that makes a lot of money. Mm. And um, you know, we was heading back home yesterday, and my father asked me, uh, "Hey, like, how how did you know like you was gonna like?" Is there was something that was in you that you felt like you were supposed to be somebody? And I was like, man, I've always had this itch in me ever since I was a kid that somebody was supposed to know who I was or I felt like I was supposed to be somebody in life. Um, so, uh, man, I don't know, man. Everything just kind of worked out the mm -hmm. way it worked out. Um, so pretty much the circumstances that led me to be a barber. Um, it's one of them things where when you you've done everything that you can in life, right? and you exhausted all your resources. Um, once you exhaust all your resources, then you started, you start burning bridges. Mm. And, you know, once all the resources are gone and people start saying no, 
then you start doing reckless things to those individuals that probably said no. And then you probably start not being a man of your word or you start finessing or you start uh, perpetrating and, you know, you start doing all these things to try to find yourself. Yeah. And you burn bridges along the way of finding yourself. And um, after I went homeless and um, I moved back in, my mom, she moved me from Charlotte, which, where I was living. And she told me to pack everything I could at the time, throw the rest in the trash and hop on a plane. And uh, when I came back home, she was like, you got to find something. And, you know, barber school was my last, felt like to me was my last option to find a trade. And, you know, just having those um, those moments where you just don't know. And, and I've never finished nothing. Like, I finished high school. That was it. Yeah. Um, I went to colleges. I went to multiple colleges and just left. Never finished it. Worked at jobs. I couldn't stay long because I couldn't take I couldn't take somebody telling me what to do. You know, so uh, I felt like I was always supposed to work for myself and I was always supposed to be somebody. So I think those circumstances that I went through that um, set me up to be a barber, man. And and the rest is history. Yeah. I like that you shared that you um, that you never finished anything like you start stuff, leave, because I kind of felt like that at, at some point. Like I did go to college and everything, but I always just did things just because like. Okay, that's what you're supposed to do, but I didn't. I didn't even want to go to college. That's a that's a whole nother story. But I feel like being a makeup artist or doing like being in the beauty industry is like the first thing that I have like committed to like long term. I will always. I guess it's a part of the journey of finding yourself and finding what resonates with you and everything like that. That's why those things didn't last or whatever. But it's all a part of the journey to get you to where you're supposed to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm hard-headed, man, and I, I don't really take advice. I mean, I don't not take advice, but I don't really take orders from people. Like, And even even with me doing this and cutting some high-end high people, like, if you made me feel like the help, I would leave. Right. I don't work for you, bro. You know, like, I don't work for you. You you ask for a service. I'm here to provide a service. Now, if you make me feel like I'm your help, you need to find another person because mm-hmm. I don't roll like that, man. So I still have those feelings, like, you know, like I'm still independent. I can't take orders. Like other than my my, my mother, my parents, and you nah, you can't tell me what to do. I'm gonna look at you sideways. Right. So yeah, I had to work for myself. I, I really, really had to work for myself. It wasn't gonna work no other way. And now I'm I'm mm-hmm. sitting in my own barbershop. So I feel that, you. I can't work for people for too long. It never lasts. Like I just can't do it. <laughs> so yeah so you went to barber school how long was barber school and then like what did you do like directly after with that skill um barber school was felt like long it felt it was like very long so i felt like it was like a year um and when i left out of barber school i went to um worked into in this mall in in, uh montgomery mall called um um what was that shop lord man i had it on the tip of my tongue it was in wheaton mall Sheesh. I cannot think of the shop that I worked at, but uh, I worked there first while I was in barber school. I left there and went to work at the shop called Unity on Georgia Avenue. So if you're in D.C. and you know about Georgia Avenue, for the people that's probably not going to see it, that's from here. Um, I worked at that shop. It was a little hood shop first. Um, I left their shop and I went to work with one of my boys named Wade the Barber. Um, he, he owns a shop called the W. Hairloff. I think I know that name. Um, yeah, man, Wade is a phenomenal barber right here. He's known as one of the pioneers of the hair um, hair units. Okay. Um, 
call him the hair weaves. That's probably why I know it, because I, I love watching those videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a phenomenal barber right here, man. And uh, actually, go check him out. He got a single out, I think, on Apple Apple, Apple Music right now. So, uh, But yeah, I went to work at his shop um, and learned a lot from him. He taught me the business. He taught me how to cut. He taught me how to be professional and things like that. Um, and then I ended up leaving that shop maybe like four years later. And I went to work at uh, um, Uppercuts in, um, in National Harbor. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the D.C. area, you go visit National Harbor because it's a beautiful place to go visit. Uh, I worked there and they taught me how to have an establishment that is gorgeous. Like they establishment was they give you water, they give you wine, they give you sodas, you know, they they had massage barber chairs and it was like the TVs and the mirrors and it was very, very upscale. Yeah. You know, so I went from a, you know, a shop that, you know, my brother taught me everything in there and he taught me how to move. And his shop was very chic. I, w- I would like to say like, it was very small, four barber chairs. It was very personable, you know? And then I go to a shop that's extra bougie and like luxury. And and then uh, from there, it was like, I took both both of those and decided to start my own shop, um, mm-hmm. which I call it Be Proper. Um, and, you know, that's where I'm at now. So it, it definitely was a journey to, 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 you know, follow that step. So barber school was definitely about 12 months. Yeah. And the rest is here for me. Like I said, I've been cutting for going on eight years now. Nice. So you went to barber school in the DC area? Or? Went to barber school in Maryland uh, okay. in Wheaton. Uh, it's a school called American Beauty Academy. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was in that school, Ameri- American Beauty Academy, like in barber school, I cut my first celebrity, like Trinidad James. Okay. Uh, was my first client that I just gave a shape up to before he uh, performed at Howard Theater. And then it went from there. And I got one basketball player. I forgot his name, but I messed up his haircut. Oh, my God. I jacked it all the way up. I jacked it up so much that he blocked me on Instagram. It oh, my God. Bad. Like, it was bad, man. So... I had to recover. I started watching YouTube videos and I started asking people like how, how to get better and stuff like that. So, um, and he was a wizard player too. It was like my first ever wizard player. Like and how did you mess up his haircut? Like in what way did you mess it up? You know, shape was supposed to go straight across and it was kind of going down, <laughs> up, down. And it, it was a slant instead mm-hmm. of straight. It was a slant. And um, he said it was cool at first, but when I went and looked at the picture and I was like, oh no, that ain't it. And yeah, he, somebody must have told him it wasn't it. Well, that must have like put something, lit, like lit a fire in you because when I was looking at your page, like them shape ups be like crisp. Yeah, it lit a fire. So... Because, um, it lit a fire because like, you know, I try to be great. Uh, I'm very, you know, very detailed and, and very on point with what I do now. So I just got back to the drawing board and, and try to work hard. And, and then, you know, Instagram came out right when I was starting my barber career. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of, you know, hit all the videos and stuff people doing now. I hit it early when it was like 15 seconds. Then it went to 30 seconds. Then it went to a minute. You know, I was yeah. on it early uh, doing all those videos. And then I met Trey Songs, man. Uh, and, and Trey Songs kind of like took my career to the next level uh, because he came with so much press. Uh, he came with so much everything, and, you know, good mm-hmm. and bad attention. Right. Uh, so just me cutting Trey, cutting for the BT Awards. Uh, BT honors when I want to say if you go back and Google when he sung the, the the song for Usher, he did a presentation for Usher back um, a couple years back for the BT honors. Like that was my haircut, and like 
that right there like set in stone and i cut him for his 30th birthday and um before he was on tour one time man like just me posting him and me being seen out with him and the you know social and the nightlife yeah just like oh my gosh like you know and then uh from that he hooked me up with jeezy and you know you like jeezy he got a bald head <laughs> all his head and, and do his beard you know uh and you know just being able to have that moment with jeezy and uh after jeezy came um i believe i got with shot glizzy um um the king of dc as he liked to say uh, i got with glizzy and you know glizzy definitely been taking me under his wings from i've been cutting him for about five years now mm -hmm. taking me under his wings and um i believe i got uh dj Khaled right after that Wow. DJ Khaled was like really, really jumping with their um with the Snapchat. Mm -hmm. had, I don't know if you remember, he had Snapchat on fire at one yes. point. Like people was on Major Snapchat. Major key alerts. Major key alerts. And he was like recording every time he got a haircut. He like he pays bar five hundred dollars and all this stuff. And my cousin was like, Man, it'd be dope if you can get DJ Khaled one day. Showing sure up the next week. And that's how my life low low key has been. Somebody would say something to me and I'd be like, yo, that would be dope next week it happened you know mm -hmm. like crazy and he came in town when obama was in office for uh, i want to say the last party for obama like to go the go away party yeah and i cut him for that and uh that was amazing because he gave me a drop and he's like the first person to ever at first level to ever give me a drop you know and you know i think his thing was um a yo mel the barber how's that business <laughs> boom and he's like i like that i like that <laughs> like that video like it went viral like quick bro like it just went stupid i need to see this video it was stupid and uh you know that 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 happened and uh you know from there it was like history i ended up getting bradley bill from the wizards um i got my boy ronnie mcleod from the eagles and from there it just went to the game and um that i'm talking about the rapper the game oh look <laughs> yeah, rapper the game like I remember the rapper again because my my fiance was pregnant at the time, and uh, he gave me uh, five hundred dollars and was like, "Man, that's towards your son, bro." Oh wow! And I was like, "Man, that, you you were the first person to give me a thousand. I mean, uh, five hundred dollars for a haircut, right?" Like, first, and um, yeah, then from there I just started, you know, doing little things, and I got a chance to cut Allen Iverson. Um, man, I probably cut over like two hundred celebrities in my eight years of cutting hair right now. That's super dope. So I, mean, I have a long list. I can kind of keep going, but like Alan Iverson, and Alan Iverson reposted me on his page and like no other celebrity post me like mm -hmm. that. Like they would like a picture. That's it. But they probably wouldn't comment, but he posted me and then he followed me and I was in heaven. I'm like, yo, Alan <laughs> Iverson, you know, I used to be a big fan. Like you were my like, you know, here other than like Deion Sanders and Kobe Bryant, but like Alan Iverson, man, like we in there. Um, so yeah, man, it's, it's, it's been crazy. Like anytime you come to somebody comes to the city, I, I tend to get uh recently I just got the most tossing person on Instagram. Uh, just recently, and if you know who the most tossing person is on Instagram, respectfully, uh he's he's pretty dope, man. So shout out to my boy Justin uh, Justin LeBoy. Okay. Uh, respectfully, uh, so <laughs> that was pretty a, a dope moment to have him because he's killing the, the social media with the memes right now. Yeah. So that, that so out of all the celebrities that you have worked with, like, what's 
like one that really stands out to you the most? And like, what's that experience like when you're going into their space to cut their hair? Um, at first it was, uh, it's, it's, it used to get nerve wracking. Um, but um, after you cut one, they all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a, I have a don't care attitude towards people a lot of times where you think you somebody, but I think I'm somebody too. I have that, that confidence. So I come in with confidence as I can do my job. Um, so I think they, they, they feel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they feel that confidence that you have. Um, and yeah, probably the, the, my, my, what you like my favorite people that I've cut or. Yeah. I would say my current ones, man, they're, they're consistent. Like I would say, uh, Rodney McLeod, uh, Rodney McLeod has put me in, in positions to win. Um, he, he, he flew me out to the Super Bowl to cut his hair when he played in the Super Bowl and won it. Um, he had me out in LA uh, to cut his hair at the ESPYs and, you know, put me on to cut at a pop-up shop that he was hosting with his, uh, biker house, uh, clothing line. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely shot Glizzy, man. Uh, Shy is, you know, he put me on for the city. Uh, he, he might not repost me, but if he would know, I could shot hair. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he let me go on tour with him, with him and Gunner. Um, that was just amazing being on the tour bus, you know, going to different cities, you know, having that experience. Um, then he let me go out with him in the city. He popped up for my birthday one year, just put up at uh, at, an, at, a, at the nightclub and just showed me mad love. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely shy. Um, a name that people don't really know about is my man Thomas Bryant. Uh, he played for the Wizards. I mean, he's amazing, man. I mean, he gave me a Rolex. And okay. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas is the, the, my, my, my brother, man. And, you know, people like that, man, I just, you know, you'd love to be around. Um, I, I talk to these people every day. I call Rodney for advice. Uh, I talk to Shy like maybe once a week. We FaceTime like all the time. Just mm-hmm. on nothing. I call him, hey, bro, I cut my hair. He say, bro, you call me really show me your haircut. <laughs> I know you're a celebrity, man. You you rich. I get it, man. But yeah, I cut my hair. I cut my hair off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I call you for dumb reason. Yeah. So uh, just to have that connection, they answer the phone for me. Uh, Because in other people's eyes, they look at them as like somebody like up there. And to me, we just like, we're all regular people. And they view me like that, too. And I view them. So, yeah, those people, they, 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 yeah. Those like my friends now, like, right. you know, up here, I don't really connect with too many people. All my family live down South. I have a few friends and associates up here, but real life, like my people are the ones that went to the struggle with me. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones I connect with, man. So yeah. How long have you been here? And so if, if my man, if my man listens to this podcast, shout out my man Dante and down there in Charlotte, got the stay late brain going on. So I just wanted to give him a shout out real quick. Yeah. How long have you been um here in DC in that DC area? Uh, so I, I I went to high school up here. Okay. I moved up here my 11th grade year. So 2002, I went to a school called Flowers in mm-hmm. uh, Springdale. And I went to Flowers, graduated Flowers, but I moved back down south to go to college. Uh, so I went to Morris College in Sumter, uh, John C. Smith for a second, then came back up here to Bowie State and moved back down south to, uh, to live. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when, you know, everything kind of fell apart, but you know, that's what I want. You and I have like a random question when you were talking, like as a barber, when you see somebody, do you know that that's your haircut? Because I know as a makeup artist, sometimes we can be like, okay, yeah, I did that makeup or like that's somebody else. Oh, said. I know my cuts. Oh, for sure. Okay. For sure. Like if a client, you know, come get a cut by me, 
And then I say next week I'm booked up. He can't get in. So he's like, man, I had to go to somebody else real quick. Mm-hmm. I can tell they went to someone else. Okay. Like, I'm like, bro, I didn't do this. This don't look like my work or something like that. So now I can tell my work from afar. You know, I think every barber has that uh, signature type of thing they do. Mm-hmm. I think my signatures are my shape ups. You know, my shape ups are kind of unique. They, they they stand out. Yeah, you. Um, so it's never like a like a like a circle type shape up. They always like come out. You know, what I'm saying like so when you look straight ahead, it looks straight. But when I'm looking at it, it looks like it's going upward like that. So okay, uh, that that distinguishes a little bit of my shape ups. And you know, my fades are very detailed. I spend a lot of time when I cut people hair, like you know, detailing their haircuts. You know, all my appointments are hour long because I like to give people that you know, that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, do you have any advice for like new barbers or barbers? Yeah, like new barbers, I guess, to build their clientele when they're just out of school? Um, yes, of course, man. You know, I always like to tell new barbers when you come out of barber school, uh, definitely use all the platforms that um, is out right now. Uh, I would tell people right now, you know, I'm 37, but, you know, a lot of young cats that are coming up in the game it's easy to be a millionaire these days because like you have all the tools that we never had growing up mm-hmm. you know like you have you know the internet and social media and stuff like that me growing up we didn't have that stuff like yeah to social media when i was 30 kids getting into it at 17 13 8 right eight years old oh <laughs> five years old they on instagram mm-hmm. and they're like have a, they got a huge head start and i tell people like you know Use all these social media platforms that you have to your advantage. Um, also, you know, stay behind your chair. And what I mean by stay behind your chair is stay, stay behind your chair, perfect your craft. You know, like once you perfect your craft, the money will come. Mm-hmm. Don't do it for the money because we make it look so easy and so good on social media. You know, don't do it for the money. If you don't do it for the money, you will make money. If you do it because you love to do it, the money's going to come. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got into the barber industry because, you know, Wade the barber used to be my barber and he cut my hair for the first time and made me look like a whole different person. And shoot, a girl finally, you know, wanted to talk to me. I never got a play in mm-hmm. high school. Like, never. I was a guy that didn't get play. I didn't lose my virginity to very, very late in life. You know, like, not in high school like most people. In college, actually. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, but it only happened once I got that haircut. And I wanted to be a barber because he changed my life. Wow. I want to change someone else like the way he changed my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, stay behind the chair. Don't don't get depressed. Um, keep going. Always have a, a hungry attitude. You know, strive to be great. Don't let nobody tell you what you can't do. Um, you know, people will doubt you. People will, you know, kill your dreams. If you tell someone your dream, people will kill your dreams because they can't see you in that light. That you see yourself, that you right. dreamt of, that you, that you, that you vision of, you know, that you had that vision of, and you know, no, I, I tell my fiance all the time, like nobody knows your vision but you, so you go take it, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't know your vision, so I, I'm probably going to stop you from doing certain things, but you see it better than I see it. So if I say don't do, it, still do it, right? Like, who am I? Like you got the vision, I don't have the vision, you right. know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah. And, and, and you know, just don't do it for the gram. Do it because you love it. You're I love be that. All bars, all good advice. I love it. 
are there any like common mistakes that you see barbers make in the beginning, whether it's like style, not styling, like skill set wise or business wise? Well, now, because we make stuff look good, people like to use enhancements very early mm. uh, before before knowing how to cut hair. Got you. And so that's the biggest thing I see. You know, I always tell people, you know, learn how to cut hair first before you um, before you add on the extra stuff. Uh, because people do the extra stuff to hide what they can't do. Ooh. So learn learn stuff that they don't want to learn, be ahead of the curve, and then add the enhancements on later. And it's only going to enhance your cuts. Got you. But you already know how to cut. So once you know how to cut, you enhance everything else. It's just going to flow. Um, professionalism, right? You got to be professional. And that's one thing I'm still learning because I'm not that very professional. <laughs> I suck, man. I, I, I suck. I, I'm a little a-hole at times. And I like to joke around a lot. And sometimes people don't take my jokes kindly. And I, I, I'm i I'm an Aries and I keep it going sometimes when I need to stop it. Mm-hmm. And so I just ran away with a client not too long ago and I felt bad for it because I just kept kept going. I told him I did ball heads and shape ups. And he believed me, but I kept it going. I knew he was getting his feelings, but I kept it going. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, that's so wrong. Cause people are crazy these days. He might come back and shoot me or something. Right. So like, I'm like, man, I gotta get better you know, at, at being professional. So, you know, you know, to, I tell people working on your professionalism, I'm working on it as I speak for myself. Yeah. So I'm only preaching to myself, not to really to them. Uh, be on time, be a man of your word. Um, and, you know, always be transparent and communicate. And uh, the biggest is be consistent. Yes, absolutely. Consistency is key, but people don't want to hear that though. Consistency is key. Anything in life, whatever you put your mind to, you got to be consistent at and be the best at that. You know. Mm-hmm. So you know you want to be a uh, you know mail runner or garbage can disposal person. You know, be the best at that. Yeah. Best at whatever you decide to do. Like, and if you if you're the best at that, you're the best person. Like they always say, if you're the best person on the court, you're gonna be successful. I love that. I kind of want to jump back to you getting your own space. Like, why did you make that decision to like want to have your own space versus just to keep working like in the shop? Man, um, I wanted to get my own space because uh, it, it just felt like time, man. Uh, when I worked at the W Hairloft, I had a, a a crazy run of celebrities coming in and out of that shop, and I had I was starting to develop a a, a brand for myself, mm-hmm. and it started going. And you know, you hear your clients say, "When are you gonna get your own?" You know, people are always scared to jump out on faith. And I was like, I'm nervous, you know, it ain't time. I don't really know the industry. Like I watch things that the owner go through here and he's deal with a lot. I don't know if I want to deal with those problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, then when the uppercuts and, you know, the owners there was like taking me on their wing, teaching me the industry and the, and the shop life. And I think they prepared me to be on my own. And uh, when, and then when they closed down, they kind of was like, okay, I mean, and I kind of like had no choice then. I was like, I'm not about to go from shop to shop to shop to shop. Like have my clients bouncing around no more. I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump out on faith. And I, I told Tosh, <laughs> I was like, man, let's do it, man. Like, so yeah, I just jumped out there and, and got my own space. And, you know, it's amazing because I feel like, you know, I've been very successful here at my own spot. Um, probably more than I have been working in a barbershop with other individuals now i miss the camaraderie that i had with other barbers um because i love the debate 
Uh, I love to go back and forth, talk about sports or whatever mm-hmm. current topics or relationship, whatever. So I, I, I miss that dynamic of a barbershop. But I feel like right now in the culture, everything is, is switching over because everybody sees how easy it is to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody is kind of jumping away from the barbershop field and they want to be their own boss and be their own entrepreneur. And then everybody wants for the work for themselves because small businesses are like the end thing right now. So mm-hmm. definitely, that it is an end thing right now because small businesses used to be hard to start up. When so many resources up. these days. It's almost like no excuse if you really want to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Aside from haircuts, do you offer any other services? Um, nah. I mean, that's pretty much it, haircuts and, um, you know, different services that come in the hair industry, but hair wash and things like that. But other than that, no, nah, I, I don't do nothing else. It's my full-time job, man. Yeah. I don't have time to do nothing else, honestly. I, I go to work at 10. I don't get off till sometimes 10. Mm-hmm. And, 10, and then after that, I have house calls. And then I'm traveling to go cut somebody at their hotel. So my days are long and uh, Mondays are my only day off. Like What's the, your work-life balance like working those many hours? Do you have like a schedule for yourself where you just allow yourself to have some free time? Um, Man, my schedule is literally wake up at 10 and come to work. I take a lunch at one, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I take lunch because uh, I get a lot of people hitting my phone for slot ins. And uh, just because I'm booked up fast and they can't get in, they call my phone like, hey, can you get me in? Sometimes I give them my lunch. So sometimes I don't eat. Mm-hmm. I just work through the day. And uh, it's not good, but uh, it's a it's a grind. Then I leave it there, and then uh, you know, go sometimes possibly go to a house call or something to make more money, and I charge a lot for that. Um, then by the time I get home, it's sometimes midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock, and I still can't go to sleep. So I might jump on a video game uh, to kind of clear my mind out, and then go to sleep. But I miss my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get a chance to see him, you know, before you go to sleep sometimes. So, but hey, you gotta. Guys, somebody got to pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> What's the earning potential like for barbers? Can we can we make six figures? Like, should I start cutting hair? <laughs> yeah, you could definitely make six figures, man. I'm a six-figure barber. What you mean? Yes. Sure, man. Uh, yeah, what does that look like? So you literally just like cutting hair and making six figures, or do you do other stuff like in the barber world? Like, do you teach? Like, do you and that's products? The that's the crazy part, right? We're working. Products are coming. Be proper. Be proper products are on the way. Um, classes are coming. I, I believe me and Tasha are working on some classes right now because she's an amazing esthetician. Mm-hmm. Um, Tasha Beauty is like really taking off right now. So uh, we thinking about you know doing some you know couple classes together. You know doing some tours and things like that. Um, so that is pretty much in the making. We're really been working on that heavy. So, uh, but yes, yeah, just cutting hair. Um, Easy math. I charge $65 a haircut. I cut 15 people per day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you do that time 12 months. Right. Pretty sure that's over 100000 so, so that doesn't like exhaust you cutting that many heads a day? Nah, it's a muscle memory now. Okay. You you have a lot of muscle memory and uh, yeah, it's just, you know, once I get into it, it's, I just keep it going. Um, but even on a low scale for barbers that charges, 35 to 40 dollars a haircut you know if you have you know you cut 15 20 people a day mm-hmm. shoot that's still a lot of money and you still can reach six figures that way so uh, i charge more because i choose to work smart and i think i'm you know talented enough to charge that much 
Um, so yeah, just try to work smarter. Not cut. I mean, I used to cut about twenty a day. Yeah. yeah How so long did it take you to build that confidence in your skill set? We eight years in. So what by year three? Okay. By year three, I, I started to like get a little like okay, I'm getting a little name for myself because year three I was already I had just cut DJ Khaled. Mm-hmm. You know, like I cut them early, and you know, like people was hyping me up, but real life, I, I wasn't. I didn't think I was there. People thought I was there, but I couldn't see I was there. Yeah. Right now, like currently, right now, I think I just not hit my stride, and what they call it, the peak. Yeah. I just hit the peak because okay. nothing that can cut through my chair that I don't think I can do. And I used to run from, you know, straight hair. Um, that more is like more like Caucasian and like mm-hmm. Hispanics, you know, they had like the straight hair. And I used to run from it because like it was so nervous to me. Because if you mess up, it was very noticeable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, African American person hair is a little bit more coarse and things that like, you can finesse the hair. You can, you know, brush it away and it'll make it look some type of way. But so I can get away with that. But I used to be scared of those type of uh, those type of clientele. But now, yeah, I'm with it. Bring them on. That's so funny you say that because I feel like I feel the same way. I feel like maybe year three, I did somebody's makeup and I was like, oh, girl, you got it. Like you you got yeah. it. And then like people were already seeing me bigger than I thought I was. Like even now, still people think like hold me to like a high regard. I'm just like, I'm a regular girl or whatever. But definitely year three. And then on the makeup artist side, I kind of feel the same way. Like we're doing like fair skin clients. I feel like when you make a mistake on them, it's going to be like, girl, like what did you do versus maybe somebody my complexion? Sometimes right. I kind of get it. That's cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm definitely at a peak now. I'm, I'm, I'm a little cocky now when it comes to cutting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel like there's nothing I can't cut. Yeah. So I don't know if you know, but Friends and Beauty started off out of my love for networking. I absolutely just love meeting new people, talking to new people. I host networking events for the beauty community um, post pre-COVID. I'm about to get back into it. But like, how important is it, like the success of your business so far, like networking and building relationships? Because you mentioned like you did one person and then that kind of like, it was like a ripple effect of like you meeting this one celebrity and then like that happened and that happened. Does networking or building relationships play a role in that? Man, relationships is the biggest part of the industry for some people. Some mm-hmm. people want, want their money, right? I would, I would, um, I would discount someone based off a of relationship. So if I know it, it will be a relationship in a long run, like we'll build a, a establish a relationship, I would discount your cut. Like, nah, it ain't about the money. It's about the relationship for me. Yeah. You know, because the relationship's gonna take me further than the money. You know, like I, if I help this person out and do a favor for him this time, he has that connect to put me in a different room that I probably couldn't get into before. Yeah. Now I could take the money and just go, right? But once I use that money up, I can't call him again because I don't mess up that relationship mm-hmm. and so pressed for the money. And so, uh, you know, it's all about relationships to me. So relationships is the biggest key. Word of mouth is the biggest key in this type of industry that we are both in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, word of mouth is amazing because again, once you get into that industry of cutting one celebrity, when they come in town, they're hitting their friends up. 
yo, who, who, who you, who you, you got a barber here, bro? Like, you know, somebody, oh yeah, Mel got me right. He was cool. He wasn't, you know, over the top or he wasn't uh starstruck or he didn't, he wasn't pressed for a picture or, right. or the money or things like that. Like he real cool guy. Okay. Pat, I'm gonna call him up. I give them the same vibes. Another person come in town. They gonna hit them up. Hey, who you hit last time? I saw your cut when you was out. That's your little dope, bro. Y'all hit my man Mel up. Woo woo. You know what I'm saying? So relationships will take you further than money, honestly. Definitely. And I always tell people that because my my story is kind of similar in the, as far as like a ripple effect. But my, my ripple effect was really because of the relationships that I built and just being a good person, following up with people and then them remembering you for the next go round or something like that. And each opportunity just turns into one after the next. And then what you mentioned about, I think it's important for people to, like if they want to work with celebrities and stuff to know, like don't be trying to do it for the gram. Like a lot of times when I work with celebrities, I've never taken a picture with them unless they say, hey girl, like let's take a selfie or something like that. Because I just don't want to be like that person that, sometimes that's a turn off for them. Like they don't want people who was like pressed pretty much. Correct. Be all up in their, their face and everything. But what do you think that is something that just makes you stand out from other barbers or be, are you intentional about standing out, standing out or are you just being yourself? Never intentional about standing out, but I'm, I'm just being myself. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I mean, being myself um, just naturally stands out. Um, I think it's an Aries trait, uh, mm-hmm. we're the life of the party. Uh, we always like to be, um, you know, making sure everybody has fun around us. Uh, we, we we are just fun people to be around. So I think naturally uh, that shows on my social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, I think that stands out. Um, I do promote myself. I try to promote myself uh, better than the, than the rest because, you know, I want to stand out. I, I want to be the best of the, of the best um, without calling myself the best I will you know let my social media kind of do that for me Uh, so I I think that stands out and the fact that I'm consistent on my haircuts so that that's that's pretty much it at the end of the day like just being consistent with what I do and uh, I tell my clients you know sometimes you might have to go to another barber to see the difference (laughs) Okay, get the di- different experience. <laughs> different experience. Like you tell your clients to go go try this other, you know, young lady out to see how her makeup come up, makeup mm-hmm. come out, and you know, mm-hmm. and you might have a better respect for me uh, from that standpoint. So, yeah, I have a couple of questions from our friends in beauty that are barbers. I told them I was interviewing a barber today, so if they had any questions, let me know. So one question is from Mark. He just basically wants to know, like, what keeps you motivated. Um, at the end of the day, like what's your why for continuing to do like what you do? Um, what's up, Mark? Uh, my why is um, right now is my son. Um, my son is the reason why I continue to do what I do mm-hmm. uh, because I know I want to give him a better life than I had. Um, coming up coming up in South Carolina, I used to eat grits for, for, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. I thought that was an amazing meal. But as I got older, I realized that was a struggle meal. Mm-hmm. Um, and being deprived on, and on some things, cause you know, growing up down South, you know, they have different up, upbringing, uh, how they teach their kids. Uh, so that's my why. And, um, yeah, that's, my son is my why right now, man. I, I don't have no other answer for you, Mark, but, um, anytime I, I feel like down and I don't want to cut hair today and I just, 
And then, then I look, and I look at my phone because I have a picture of my my son on my phone, and it's like I gotta keep it going because he still needs some clothes or he still need a roof over his head, and so that's what keeps me going right now. But before I had my son, what kept me going was um, I wanted to be great. Yeah. I wanted people to know who I was, and I was determined, you know, from coming from being homeless. And now people not giving me no attention or love, and I never got this attention before in life. That that why that's why I kept going. I mm-hmm. wanted people to respect me. I wanted people to like me. I wanted people to love me. Until I realized that love out here ain't real, and these in the social media, I mean, this nightlife world, that love is fake. But mm-hmm. um, other than that, man, I just wanted people to respect what I did. Like I wanted to earn people respect because I felt like I lost it when I went homeless. Got you. Oh, man. This is so great. Um, the next question is from Chris. He wants to know, how can barbers elevate their promo skills while building their skills as a barber? Um, content is anything, right? Content co- content is literally everything you do in a day, mm-hmm. right? But some people are so private that they choose not to give everything to their content, yeah. right? I had nothing else to lose right i didn't care if you knew my life or my story or anything i went through. i didn't care if you knew what i did on a day-to-day basis i didn't care i had nothing to lose all i had was to gain because i don't hit the rock bottom mm-hmm. i could give two craps i don't know can i curse anything i was about to curse but <laughs> look here i didn't care like so i let everybody into my world my content was every day my content is me talking to you my content is me walking in the room opening the door showing that it's my establishment Right. My content is me getting in the car, showing my barber bag, getting in the car. That's content. You know what I'm saying? I used to show videos of me walking to the, my car, holding them a, a barber briefcase. Like, hey, I'm heading to work. That's content. Some people are going to look at that as like, oh, he's showing too much. No, that is going to keep people in tune to your life. Your life is a reality show, hmm. right? You tell your own story. You tell how you want to be interpreted as. You write your own story. And the reality shows ain't showed us nothing that shows us how to write our own story. Right. right? So with me, I, I I I give people my story. You know my story. You know I was homeless. You know I ain't had nothing. You know I ground from the bottom to come up. You know I got a kid. You know I got a fiance. I show that on my social media. I don't have nothing. Now certain parts of my life, of course, you're gonna keep, you know, right. you know, to yourself private. But for the most part, I didn't care about people, you know, knowing anything about me. I really didn't care about that. And I just, I just showed everything and I showed my life and I showed um, the buildup. I, sh- I painted a story for myself and it brought people in and people could relate. People can't relate to someone that's down here. Right. People can't relate to you up here. You know, you already established. How are you going to try to show me a life? I can't relate to that, man. I can barely pay my lights. I can't mm-hmm. pay my light bill. I can't, I can't get my son no food. I'm still stealing stuff out of Safeway, you know, like out of the grocery stores and things like that. I'm still stealing some socks out of Walmart. Mm-hmm. Like some people can't relate to some people that already established. People can't relate to someone that didn't have nothing and then work their way up. Mm-hmm. And if you show that content and if you show how you want to be portrayed as, people will follow you and people will follow that journey and I always tell people it's like this. It's like when you go to college, when I mean, you go to high school, right? Your family supports you all the time because you're in school. 
Right. Graduate. They give you so many gifts and so many, so much stuff, right? That one moment that right there, you have to, you have to breaking point, right? Of your life, right there. When you graduated high school, you have to breaking point, right? Because this right here is going, is going to show your support, who people support you, right? You got, you got on your, you got your right side, you got your left side. The right side is going to college, right? It's the right thing to do to go to college. When you go to college, your friends, your family, your associates, your grandma, grandma, whoever, they send you money here and there to, to make sure you're good, you eat ooze, noodles, whatever you eat. And they're going to send you stuff. They're going to support you, right? There's a left side, right? If you decide to say, I don't want to go to college, I'm going to go do my thing. I'm going to get a job. I can't right. take this do no more. Ain't nobody supporting you. <laughs> Ain't nobody helping you out over here. Welcome to the real world, honey. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, real quick. You're going to get humble real quick. Welcome to the real world, right? Because they don't like the way your story is going. They feel like you're heading down the road for failure. Mm-hmm. Because it's not the right thing to do because you're not telling your story. You're going to school. Same thing with content in life. If you're not showing a content building up to the, doing the right thing, nobody's going to support you. You can't just pop out and just do your thing. Where'd that come from? Right, right confused so you have to tell the story and i think a lot of time that's why people get so confused and discouraged with social media because sometimes they just think that people just literally came out of nowhere because sometimes people aren't sharing like the journey to how they got to where they are and they always say stories sell like you have to tell your story and like you said a lot of people just so they host they hold on so tight to their stories they don't want to share it but Literally, I just said this in a video yesterday, like everything is content. You making your breakfast is content because you got to eat healthy to have fuel for the day. So like, I literally just took a picture before you came on of me just sitting here with my microphone and posted it. Like everything is literally content. And then once you start sharing your story, it just humanizes you. It makes you look human. It makes you look real to other people. And it makes you more relatable because now you might have coming like a, a barber who used to be homeless or whatever might have come across your content now he feels like he's connected to you and like so you just absolutely I agree with everything you got to tell the story man and you know every successful person that people follow on social media these celebrities mm-hmm. you got to you got to tell someone to ask yourself why do you follow that person why are you so you know fast fascinated with this uh, particular celebrity why because you know your story yeah, we all watched Cardi B's story on Love and Hip Hop. Yes, all watched it, right? Messed up teeth, everything. We all watched her attitude, her personality, right? Right. We we gravitated to the ratchetness of mm-hmm. her story, right? That's why she's so successful today, because she sold her story on a reality show, right? And we followed her story to her rap career, and now she's multi-millionaire off of us buying into her story mm-hmm. we can do the same for ourselves we don't believe in ourselves enough to do it for ourselves that's the issue ay, ay, ay. Sorry. Oh, sorry. all facts and bars i just i love it so do you i know you mentioned that you don't do anything else but i just want to clarify so do you have any other business ventures right now or you just focus solely on being a barber Man, I mean, I, I have other business ventures that, um, you know, trying to jump into trucking and, um, mm-hmm. you know, possibly a restaurant, my mom or something like that. But um, 
everything right now is just pretty much uh, trying to get these products out right now, trying to get a class out right now. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully COVID stay down so we can, you know, do some classes and things like that. But um, products is definitely coming sooner than later. Um, do rags, um, obviously basic brushes, combs, um, beard oils, shampoo mm -hmm. conditioners, all that type of stuff. They're, they're coming very, 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 very soon. Very Got soon. You. Awesome. So at the end of the day, what are you work Like, what is the end game? What are you working on? Like your legacy to be? That's down, man. I don't know, man. Uh, my my my. One of my mentors always told me, um, just pretty much, you know, you just got to have something to say for when all this is said and done. And uh, you know, I'm big on owner ownership, and I'm trying to buy buy a house right now. Mm -hmm. um, I own my own shop. I'm just trying to be more of an owner, so I can pass that down to my son, yes. so he doesn't have to work too hard as I did. He can kind of have everything just fall in his lap. He's kind of set up, you know. Um, so right now, I'm just trying to just find a way to build financial, uh, like just wealth, um, residual income, and uh, um, there's a word for the wealth that I was about to say: generational wealth. Generation, yeah, generational wealth. Yep. Trying to build that generational wealth and knowing that I'm like one of the first in my family to uh, feel like I made it, mm -hmm. and and some people eyes, you know. You have siblings. I'm my mom's only child, gotcha. so I'm the only child. Got you, got you. And I meant to ask you too, like, how does your um your background in sales help you in your business? Or and also, do you have a team like a PR or something that helps you get these hosting? Uh, and I, I, had, I had I had a PR when I thought I was popping, popping. Mm -hmm. She told me I thought I was bigger than what I was, so I don't have no PR no more. <laughs> 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 the sales is what really helped me me selling timeshares, me selling cell phones and shoes and all that stuff. That really helped me because once you sit in my chair for the first time, I got an hour to be in your ear. <laughs> it's a wrap. You can't give me an hour in your ear. I don't care who you are. Right. Whoever, whatever celebrity, because I was cutting Mario hair, the singer, and you know, I cut his hair for about a good hour and a half. But the first 30 minutes, we was talking. Like just about nothing, music, whatever whatever and you know i have that moment to be in your ear like i got you you can't go nowhere you're not gonna get out of my chair with a half of a head done like you're just not gonna leave like so you're gonna have to hear me and i, I mean i ain't gonna talk too much to the point where you're like all right bro mm -hmm. stop. but you know what I'm saying i'm gonna ask you some open-ended questions and you know get you to talking so yeah so i would love to see that like i would love to be a fly on the wall or just to see like a barbershop, like an intimate conversation. Like, however you talk to your clients, like, I would love to hear those questions. Oh, man, I talk to my clients, are we talking now? I like, love it. I didn't, I ain't done this down to talk to you today. Uh, I talked to my, I mean, mine's the cursing, but um, nah, I talk to my clients. I'm, I'm real, I'm cutthroat. Mm -hmm. I'm a cutthroat type of guy and, I, and I'm, and I'm a 200. I tell people I don't like to lie. I lied all my life. I perpetrated all my life to get to where I'm at. So now I'm at the point where I, I don't have to lie about nothing. Mm -hmm. So I won't lie to you. And people call me for advice because they know that you're going to get the hard truth from me. And so my clients come in the chair, they'll tell me they're doing something. Like, bro, you're messing up, bro. Like, what are you doing? I feel like I'm their little shrink. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, when they come in here. So, yeah, that's the vibes these days.
This has been so amazing. Like, I already know that when I listen back to this, I'm going to take so many notes. Like, people are going to get so much value from this interview. Like, everything that you talked about has been great. So I really, really appreciate your time and you sharing so openly with me and the Friends and Beauty community, like, truly. Yes, before you go, though, I have to ask you the Friends and Beauty rapid fire questions. So whatever comes to your mind first, just like, spit it out, spit the answer out. So the first one is, what are the top three keys to your success so far? God, consistency, humble. God, consistency, and being humble. How do you measure your success? Uh, I never thought about it. I just feel regular. You just feel I, regular? I just feel regular, man. <laughs> I just want to be regular without the, um, the you know, yeah. I just want to be, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I used to be cocky, so I could have had a cocky answer for you. But I mean, these days I just try to move different, man. So I just feel like I'm regular, man. I'm just honored that somebody want to interview me. <laughs> I'm going to you. having a billboard. That's how you measure it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I had a dude text me yesterday. Shout out to my man, um, um, Jim Jones. Uh, he's, a, he's a big time trainer out here in, in this area. And he's like, Mel, like, don't let nobody ever downplay you. Uh, don't let nobody ever down downplay this moment for you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, like, I don't know how to tell you to feel, but don't ever let nobody downplay this moment because I can't tell you I know anybody that say they out here doing it that ever had a billboard. Right. So, and in Times Square at that. Period. So he was like, yeah, period. With a T. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, just, you know, I'm just on, just going to appreciate it, honor it, um, respect the moment, live in the moment. Mm-hmm. And man, like, that's just it. I don't know another way to have it. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm about to go get some to eat after this. And that's going to be my, my, my little celebration to myself for mm-hmm. it. So. Yeah. What's the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I've ever received was uh, just, do you, man. Um, there's, there's, you don't always have to do the right thing. There's always a left lane for you. You know, find your lane. Um, you know, everybody's going to tell you the right way they think you should do it. But there's always your lane. Mm-hmm. You know? And I've always been that chameleon that just just did his own thing and didn't want to listen to what people told me the right way to do it. Yeah. If they've been doing it the right way, I'm viewing your success and I'm like, that don't seem like the right way because you're not where I want to be. So you telling me to do what you did, it ain't, that ain't the way I want to go. Right, right. And so my mentor always says, you know, just do it your way because you know where you want to go. Nobody else can see your vision but you, so. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who's just ready to give up on the barber life? Uh, it's a tough question right there, man. Because sometimes everything ain't for everybody sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say um, if you gave it your all, if you know you put 110% into it and it still ain't for you, then I understand. Mm-hmm. But don't quit if you know you didn't really truly give 110%. That's perfect. Because <laughs> sometimes what we think is 110 ain't 110%. Nah, man. And and then, you know, whatever you feel like, that's when God pick you up. So you definitely got to have God in your life. And you have you definitely have to, you know, trust in him. Uh and you know, me and my parents, you know, we, we believe in favor. 
Mm-hmm. You know, favor ain't fair. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you have, if you believe in God and you have that favor of your life, then that favor is going to take you further than, than anything else. And that that's facts. Like, I'm a true testament of favor. I love that. Um, what's a resource that has helped you in your business that you can share with the Friends and Beauty community? A resource? Uh, I always use YouTube. I watch a lot of, you know, videos and things like that of haircuts. Um, and, you know, especially in any industry, there's always someone that, that you, in your eyes, you think is the best. Mm-hmm. So I used to always try to find that person and, and reach out to them and try to watch what they did and watch how they move or, you know, there's probably somebody in the makeup industry that you look up to yourself. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would try to reach out to that person or whatever, or the esthetician, I would reach out to that person or a stylist, I'll reach out to that person that I think is the best and try my hardest to build a relationship with that person and then go to different people that think they're the best um, and then trying to get stuff for them and then take everything they told you and make it your, your own. Right. A genuine relationship because people know when you try to be fake and you try to use them. <laughs> the DC area okay and the last one is i want you to fill in the blank okay i want you to say my name is blank (laughs) and the key to longevity and success is like whatever you think it is my name is mel and the key to longevity is being consistent (laughs) in whatever you do in life because consistency is the key to life to me awesome thank you before you go share your um like your social media or wherever you want people to find you all right well one time for the one time man it's your boy mel the barber man you know what I'm saying you can find me at at mel the barber on instagram or on twitter underscore mel the barber 21 um i don't think i have snapchat um uh, but twitter or instagram you can Google Mel the Barber or whatever. Um, yeah, man, check me out. Come to Culture this year. We're going in like, woo, 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 You know, go to styleseat.com backslash Mel the Barber. Book your appointments today. Tell your girl to book your appointments. It's okay. You know, tell your girl to pay for your haircut for you. It's okay. Females need to do that a little bit more for us guys. Pay for your haircuts. You know, get us fresh. We'll get y'all nails done. And probably buy y'all Birkin bag or some crap. I don't know. Like now, nah, if you get my first, <laughs> get you a little or something, man. But yo, yo, checking in with my girl, man. Yo, holla at us, man. We out here doing amazing. Yes, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you, the first barber on the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Friends in Beauty podcast. Don't forget, sharing is caring. Share this episode with at least one friend in beauty. And subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts so that other friends and beauty can find this show. Plus, we'd love to hear your feedback. Connect with us on all social media platforms at Friends and Beauty, hashtag Friends and Beauty, to join the conversation. And join our Friends and Beauty Facebook community to stay connected. Talk to you soon.